This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. For the best in punk, junk, and glunk.
Greetings, fellow Acreona. I know I only played the professionals on last week's show, but the just heard Rewind has been my earworm song since I saw them play it live down in Tunbridge Wells on the 13th. I'll tell you, I am sorely tempted to see them at the garage on Sunday, catching the dirty strangers at the Dublin Castle beforehand. The only problem being, I have to be up at silly o'clock Monday morning. I mean, as you know, music still excites me. It's my drug, with me requiring multiple fixes during each and every day. But apparently, yeah, I've got to maintain a reasonable work-home ratio. Uh, Something that got me skipping two steps at a time up to the stairs to my office comes studio where i am sitting at the moment as soon as i read the email purporting to its availability was the news the jim penfold he of the hollywood killers five track the bloom three session 85 ep that has some previously unreleased material featuring renee berg along with lino robinson and nick hopkins from the aforementioned hollywood killers was going for two pounds 99 and could be immediately downloaded so i fired up my trusty pc and did exactly that so without further ado this is jim penfold and see the girls and is it just me but is there a roxy music vibe going on
Yeah, just me then. Uh, collecting records and CDs potentially can be more expensive than buying Class A drugs. Fortunately, I'm in a position where I get sent a lot of music over the internet. However, nothing beats physical, holding your hand, material. And generally, as a rule, if I like something I'm sent, I'll go out and buy it. Currently on my to-buy list is the Missing Bees Blood Service EP. And from what I can gather, it's the Swedish band's second release, the first being Not My Kind of Sport from 2020. Having said that, according to the band's Facebook page, they've been going since 2009. So I would hazard a guess that there is more material out there. It's just that I can't seem to find it. Any pointers would be gratefully appreciated. Until then, I'll be talking to Ralph. Missing Bees in my musical library that doesn't always seem to be strictly in alphabetical order was the band Montreal that I assumed were Canadian well you would wouldn't you turns out that the band are named after the birthplace of their drummer Max Power and are German the giveaway was the uh, fact that the compilation album of theirs that uh, I've just been sent was sung in their native tongue plus the title of said album Bestandsaufnahme should have tipped me off. Literally, translation, inventory. Now, a good song uh, is a good song, no matter what language it's sung in. And I really got into Montreal. So much so, I purchased a selection of their back catalogue that, you know, I haven't had a chance to listen to yet. Surprisingly, or actually unsurprisingly, the squirrel who, like me, hadn't heard of Montreal, said the band were right up her strata. And uh, I should check out the answer, which I did. 
Anyway, from Bestandsaufnahme. This is Walkman Revolution. Gigwise. But as mentioned on last week's pre-recorded show, on today's episode I'm going to go through the three remaining gigs I went to last week that I can now regale. First up was the Middle Night Men's debut headlining live gig up at the Underworld on the 14th. As well as seeing great live music, gigs are also good for socialising and as per usual, David Williams was in attendance. Hi David. Also at the gig was Graham the former landlord and owner of my favourite bar, the Beer Circus, which used to be found in Croydon. I tell you, it was a brilliant place. Cross-section of people from all walks of life, from judges to you know, landscape gardeners, all there to sample great beer and enjoy great company. So much so, uh, every Friday, I used to leave work an hour early just to go in, telling Mrs A that I was in a post-week production meeting. Anyway, Graham, who brought his daughter along, hello Ellie, it's one of your dad's weird friends, really hit it off with David. Well, you would if you like rock music, with the subject 
of long forgotten or overlooked bands coming to the fore. One band was Birmingham-based Money, who only managed to release one album, the 1979 Chris Dungeon produced First Investment. Sadly, as is the way, poor management and the band losing the support slot on Rush's 1979 European tour because the record label wouldn't stump up the buy-in money, pretty much did for the band. Off the back of this conversation, I purchased their album. Couldn't find it on CD, even though it was uh, reissued in 2012 with the bonus track. So I had to settle, begrudgingly, for the Amazon download. I can certainly see why they got put in the new Wob uh, file, but the Queen influence is very apparent. But don't take my word for it. This is Finale. <laughs>
on to the gig in hand. First up were Hey You Guys, who I'd not heard of before. However, their guitarist Dave Draper is no stranger to any of us who's bought recent Ginger Wildheart albums, as it is he who has either produced or mixed them. Dave also co-produced the new Professionals album. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but on the strength of their set, I hurriedly picked up their debut album that they were giving away free from the merch table, quickly befriending vocalist Pete Adams after the gig. To wit, I now own the band's second album, Difficult Second Album. Obviously, I love them, and so should you. Fun, great songs. Visually, Pete looks like a tidier Stanley from Life, Sex and Death, whilst vocally, uh, he's a cross between David Alexandra from Eight Round Rapids and Phil Daniels doing Park Life. But then... He doesn't. Yeah, I'm talking gibberish. Uh, And I'm not even tired. From Gasp, Shock, Horror, the band's debut album, this is Record Deal. Make some more money for the men in suits. Hello, men in suits. Can you hear me? Cheeky stab boys. The filling in the perfect sandwich were the hot dam, who pretty much are an amalgamation of Tequila Mockingbird and the Amorettes. Alright, it's not as simple and as straightforward as that, but that's you know the basic premise. I have said previously, the drummer Josio Tool is fast becoming my fourth favourite drummer of all time and on the strength of her and the rest of the hot dams performance this is quickly going to become a reality at the moment the hot damn have only the one track that'll be dancing around for us to enjoy and whilst it's good i think the band have better new and original songs that will impress us i'll say original as their set was interspersed with material from their previous outfits but you know don't hold me to that selfishly uh, i do hope we still get to hear tracks from Tequila Mockingbird and the Amorettes because they're both bands had some great songs and it would be a travesty if we didn't get to hear them played live. But as I said, the new songs are very good. Here once again, as I already played it on episode 815, way back at the beginning of July, 
is Dance Around. to the headlining act the middle nightmen that is the brainchild and baby of nick hughes who can normally be 
found playing with Duncan Reed in the Big Heads or blowing a trumpet for television. Upon entering the underworld, we bumped into the aforementioned Mr Hughes, who seemed a tad preoccupied. Now, here's the thing. Now, I think everyone who has heard the Middle Night Men's debut album, issue one, has had nothing but glowing things to say about it. So, obviously, a lot is riding on this gig. Normally, as a sidesman, you know, a very good one at that, the responsibility lies with someone else, Duncan Reed or, you know, Tony Wright. This time, Nick has got to make a great studio album sound just as good live, and it's all down to him. Adding to the pressure is the Middle Night Men sport a great deal of musicians. I think I counted five guitarists. I mean, it's almost like an orchestra, with Nick not only the conductor, but the lead violinist as well. Fortunately... I can honestly say the Middle Nightmen lived up to everybody's expectations. If you like great power pop, of course you do, any track from issue one should do it for you. However, for your delight and consideration, I have chosen you, open brackets, getting over, close brackets. Yeah. 
Friday saw me up at the 100 Club to see TV Smith and Richard Strange perform separately and then jointly, except it didn't quite pan out that way. So I popped into the ship in Water Street, uh, a pub I don't think I've been in since the marquee was a few doors down, to have a swift half with Paul Bedford, the head honcho over at Kick Down The Doors Promotions, except I got talked into, easily as it has to be said, uh, into seeing him play a half-hour set of Heartbreakers covers at the San Moritz, which meant, just as I arrived at the 100 Club, TV Smith was just stepping off the stage. you are well aware, well I hope you are, is the voice and guitarist in The Doctors of Madness, who recently released the very excellent Dark Times LP. So it's great to hear some of those songs played live. For Record Shop Day, I can't remember whether it was drop one or two, but the eight tracks that TV Smith and Richard Strange recorded back in 1978 were finally released on Glorious Red Vinyl, which obviously I bought. Hence the current joint Tourette to promote said record. However, the song, Don't Panic England, that was originally, you could find that on the uh, 2002 and 2009 CD reissue of Sons of Survival LP with lead vocals from one Dave Vanian, has been re-recorded by T.B. Smith and Richard, mixed by Martin Ware from The Human League and Heaven 17, and I believe it hit the virtual record shops today with fan-filmed footage making up the soon-to-be-released accompanying video. In the meantime, here's the audio.
the trail just drifted away or kicked over in the stampede as we raced for freedom day the dust rose up and into our eyes and we knew the cause was lost so you and me stood off to one side and counted up the cost
before we get into my final outing of the week, I think we are ready for this week's Grammar Free in the UK that features Glyn Barber from Cron Grammar Free in the UK. The Lockdown Letters. Bonkers correspondence. To and from UK. Punk artists during 2020. Dear Continuous Crop, I crossed it out, Cron Gen, you are to be commended for your sonic punk sound and it is my sincere wish that you never consider alternative occupations such as stock taking or especially working within the painting and decoration aisle at B&Q. A cohesive adhesive is by its very nature most viscous when in isolation but it must also be considered that containment via any receptacle will under all laws of physics isolate it as an individual entity. Therefore, and I hope you are not ready to overreact, to state that two paramours are stuck together like a pot of glue, employing the singular rather than the plural even for the purposes of analogy is both playing a dangerous game and a breakdown in terms of grammatical accuracy. That is not to say that this is a wasted love, sirs, but merely one which may be being viewed through clouded eyes. Funnily enough, my niece Rachel does work for B&Q and was late for one of your concerts once. After a fiasco in tiling and flooring, she was still dressed in her work clothes. She assures me that although she did not need a uniform to see the band tonight, she suffered no recriminations from a mindless few. Yours sincerely, D. Philpott. Dear Mr. Philpott, we are pleased that Rachel was allowed entry to the Cronjen gig in her B&Q uniform without recrimination. Rest assured that none of the band members are planning an alternative career in stock checking or indeed in any of the aisles within B&Q. Thank you for highlighting the flawed simile in our song You'll Never Change Me. For 40 years now, we have not rested well in the knowledge of this anomaly, despite attempts to convince ourselves that people would know what we meant. That just isn't good enough, and we've fully expected the inevitable call to account at some point, which you have now issued. We are therefore grateful and relieved for the opportunity to exercise this demon once and for all, rather than taking our chances at the final judgment. Our only defence is to follow government policy and blame someone else. The offending lyric was actually penned circa 1979 in the band's formative period by a short-lived previous singer called Smithy. Smithy was at a different school to the rest of Crongen and we had suspicions that he was not in the top string for English like the rest of us. The squiffy simile confirmed our suspicions and, given the risk of further grammatical violations, it was clear that Smithy had to go. Problem solved, apart from forgetting to change the offending lyric to something that made sense. Entry requirements for Cronjem were subsequently and covertly amended to a minimum of three GCE O-levels, including English. I hope that the above adequately explains how we got ourselves into this career-limiting crisis, and once again, thank you for the chance to repent. Cronjem.
grammar-free in the UK by D&D Philpott is available from www.coshboy.com forward stroke shop forward stroke 119 forward stroke or from your favourite independent book or record shop. Last Saturday saw me fighting my way through grid-locked traffic up to the Hope and Anchor to see the City Kids with support from the Suicide Notes and Seven Days and doesn't die. I say fighting my way through gridlock traffic because since the congestion charge now runs seven days a week from seven in the morning until 10 at night, no one wishes to fork out 15 quid to drive through central London unless they have to, which means all the roads that skirt the zone are now jam-packed with cars, pretty much shifting the problem from one area to another. So it took me an hour and 45 minutes to drive about 12 miles, leading me to miss the first song from Seven Days and Doesn't Die. Now, the band have Kit Swing as their vocalist, who I've seen playing with Rich Raggedy in the digressions. When I first saw Kit with Rags, I felt that she looked a little bit uncomfortable, holding onto her guitar more for security than as an instrument. I mean, she doesn't now. But fronting a band, she is reocious, owning the Hope and Anchor stage. Jaw-droppingly good comes to mind. The band don't seem to have an awful lot of studio material. Most of what they do have seems to be spread out over various platforms like SoundCloud. Fortunately, on the 19th of November, they will be releasing their debut self-titled album. So obviously, they'll all be in one place. From said album, this is No Restitution. Shut 
Seven Days and Doesn't Die, I'm waiting for the Suicide Notes to release an album. Yes, we have EPs and the like on their Bandcamp site, but it's the full-on 12-track album of gutter, trash, rock that I'm hankering after. Live, the band never disappoint, treading a fine line between being totally fucked up and brilliant.
The City Kids do have a full-length album to draw from in the shape and form of Things That Never Were. However, having said that, their set list that I picked up after their set bore a little resemblance to what was actually played. The five-song encore that was to feature various members of the support acts was scaled down to two, Killed by Death and Bad Luck, both expertly executed. But you know what? We don't know, Armitage, what... I thoroughly enjoyed the ramshackleness or organised chaos. Great songs, banter, a perfect evening, apart from the traffic. Oh, and just a few doors down is a recently opened traditional fish and chip shop that had me pieing with £2.50 for a bag of chips, which were rather nice, weren't they, David? And who were the men in the hats? Until next week, take it easy. This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey 
engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Watts' Lodge production.